Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with the Laker teammates and NBA legends. Today you get all Cooper Loop. Nobody else today. And I'm waving my Laker flag because all those naysayers and people that don't believe in the Lakers, I'm telling you now, they're going to win the championship. I know when the season started and they lost to the Warriors and they lost to uh, uh, Phoenix, everybody's like, oh, oh, they're in the uproar. Well, the Lakers, again, I have told everybody, all right, that it's going to see me, see me, see me after the All-Star break and then we'll talk. Right now, the Lakers are sitting in the seventh slot, but the playoffs are a long time away. Yeah, they're four games in. Very, very good basketball team. Thoughts, Ari? They're four games in. They're two and two, coming off a nice win without LeBron last night against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, a lot of people in my neck. A of the game woods. that they could have lost too. Yeah, oh yeah. A lot, of, and I mean the Grizzly game too, a, f- a few nights ago. So I mean, I think the big thing here is how bad it looked with Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis getting into it earlier. What was that in the Suns game? In the Suns game, but you know what? They're going to be. Let's go in sections, Ari. Right? Okay, I okay. got. We're going to talk about Lakers rotation. We're going to talk about, obviously, the A.D. Howard skirmish. We're going to talk about uh, Westbrook and uh, LeBron James out on the court at the same time. And last but not least, we'll cover chemistry. And I think all those are important, okay? So let's start out with first the rotation, okay? I think Coach Vogel has a very interesting dilemma on his hands. And it's, a, it's one I think any other coach would love to have, Okay. You got a ton of players. You got a lot of guys that need to play. You got some superstars, uh, aging superstars on other uh, that played in this league. You got what four, three of the top seventy-five players on the team. Uh, so you got a lot of things that you got to work with. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the big four: AD, LeBron, Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. I think that is going to be a very, very uh, It's going to be a, 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 a real sensitive rotation that you're going to have to do, but that's where he's going to have to kind of like filter it and find it out. I think it kind of brought itself to a nice head last night, obviously with LeBron out with the ankle sprain, you get a chance to see what truly what, what Russell Westbrook brings to the team. Uh, he's limited with his perimeter shot, but I don't, I don't judge a player on that because the things that Russ do, he's a stat filler, rebounds, assists, deflections, uh and scoring uh you got a chance to see what the lakers gonna really be like and again their style of play is going to depend on that rotation when he makes those rotations so it's four games so it's not a you know great sample but i always like to look at um nba stats has some really good breakdowns of like best lineups and um i go per 100 possessions instead of per game because per 100 possessions is a better stat because it takes into account, it, you know, it, it neutralizes pace. Points per game doesn't take into account some teams play faster, some teams play slower. Per 100 possessions, the average amount of possessions in a, in a basketball game, it's a good indicator. So I set that all up to say, so far, the lineup that's been most effective um, and, and, and also, man, you know, also in terms of like they play a lot of minutes together is LeBron, Carmelo, Rondo, a- Avery Bradley, and Anthony Davis. That that unit together is uh, played at 59 minutes and is at 160 points per hundred possessions. 
close to it at 53.7 minutes with 166.7 points per 100 possessions is Monk, Reeves, LeBron, Carmelo, and Dwight Howard. So I guess LeBron and Carmelo so far seem to be the best pairing. It's early, and neither of these lineups include Russell Westbrook, which is also interesting. And see, you're so analytical. I love that about you, Are You just got all that going on. I ain't worried about the numbers, I but I do, believe, I, I do believe that uh, those are some interesting lineups. The lineup that I like, that I think that Westbrook could flourish in, I think is Westbrook, Monk, Reeves, Carmelo, and you can either go with AD or Dwight Howard. I like that lineup. That that lineup there will let Westbrook be the player he's supposed to be. And I think you're going to have to – it's a fine line between all of that because obviously LeBron has to be on the floor. But, again, going back to what we talked about our rotations is that it's, it's going to be difficult. And Coach Vogel has to figure this out. And I think those two players, LeBron and Westbrook, have to figure out. Those two I don't see being successful on the court at the same time. So let me ask you something. It. Let me ask you something. And I agree with you entirely on that. How much of this is a feel-out period for rotations, and how much does that differ from some of the teams you played on? Now, obviously, teams you played on were established, so I think like minutes and rotations were obvious. But, I mean, just kind of take me through like how much of the early part of the season will be Vogel trying to figure out his rotations? I think, that, like, like I said, up until the All-Star break, I yeah. think it's going to take a while. Some teams, some coaches – might take uh, 15, 20 games, 25. I think this is going to take a long stretch because I think as LeBron looks and see, and I was really watching him last night as much as I could on the bench and what he was doing, he got, he did a lot more talking to players than I've ever seen him talking before. So as he's watching, and who knows? Yes, I mean, he uh, the guy fell on his leg or something like that, but LeBron might have said, hey, you know what? This is a chance where I can get sit back legitimately hey, I'm injured, nobody can question that, and kind of look at the team uh, from a coaching standpoint uh, because you see things better on the outside than the inside. So I think it's going to take them some time to figure this out. Figure this out. That's why I say Coach Vogel is a happy thing. Just think if you didn't have players and you only have four or three players and you're trying to figure out true role players and putting them in starting positions, I think that's where you're going to have an issue. But I think it's 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 going to take some time, and I think the Lakers will eventually solve the problem themselves. Uh, and right now, I'm only talking about from the offensive standpoint. Defensively, the Lakers are a gym, man. They're going to really assert themselves defensively. I got they got that three prong, seven foot attack coming again when they had AD. Howard and JaVale McGee, well, you throw DeAndre Jordan in there, AD and Howard, you got that inside attack. And I think that's the reason why they won a championship in the bubble and why they didn't last year, because now you, they couldn't allow AD to sit down. He had to be the defensive force. So uh, I think eventually to answer your question, it's going to take some time to filter this out. And uh, I think when the Lakers get it filtered out and they get, they find the solution, they are going to be very, very tough to beat. And I will say this, you know, when we talked throughout the off season about the roster and the roster composition, we didn't talk about Malik Monk. He could be one of the more underrated acquisitions this off season um, because he's a multifaceted, versatile player. You know, he's not going to need to be a guy that needs to play 30 plus minutes a game. He can play 20 plus and be effective. So I'm I, he early going for Lakers. He's a guy that I'm like very intrigued by because not a guy anticipated, you know, playing a major role for this team, but he could be, he could be a very underrated player for this team. 
Well, I got two. And I like Malik Monk because, again, I think you hit on a good point. You don't have to play him a lot, and he doesn't require a lot of shots. Right. And I think the shots that he gets, he knocks down, and that's going to be an important part because everybody's saying, oh, Lakers don't have any perimeter shooters. They got perimeter shooters, but they got key people that can get people open. You got to double Dwight. With LeBron backing people down, the double team has to come. He's moving the basketball. Look for the Lakers' assist as a team to go up. I think that's going to be important because usually teams that move the ball and the Warriors prove this, led the league in assists as far as the team, 30-plus assists a game, and that creates open shots. Uh, the other player that I like, again, with Malik Monk, is that Austin River Reeves. Yeah. Uh, that kid right there, man, came out of nowhere. I did not expect him anywhere. But you Dude. know what? If you look back through Laker history, and I don't judge this game on color or ethnicity or anything like that, but – we had Kurt Rambis, uh, uh, the 20 Laker team with Shaq and go ahead. Mark Mason, Stevie Blake, Matt, Matt Matson, Steve Blake. You got to have that guy, that guy that comes in there. You got to have a, a, a Michael Cooper, you know, this kid here comes in and he, you know what? Not afraid to play the game. Good, solid player can shoot the basketball, does all the little things, stands in there and take charges. You need players like that on your basketball team. And uh, Reese showed me something. And yeah. I think he deserves the minutes that he's getting. Yeah, so Coop, you know, along with the work I do here with you, I work with Sirius XM's Big 12 Radio. And Austin Reeves played last last couple of years at Oklahoma. And he, he can fill it up. where he came from. <laughs> he can fill it up, dude. This dude can, I mean, and here's the thing is like when he, He's got no conscious, and when he hits, like this is a guy that could could give you thirty in a game. Like yeah. I, I would not be surprised to watch uh, watch a Laker game this year and have Reeves give him thirty because, like, he gets going and it, he just doesn't stop. Like he he's one of those guys that once he starts hitting, forget about it. And I mean, I I agree with you. I, I didn't even realize <laughs> until I started watching Laker games he was on the roster. I was like Austin Reeves something. Because he's a good pickup. He's a transfer from Wichita State to Oklahoma. And he's like, there's just some games where he's, you know, in, in Oklahoma, he was, you know, he was a guy taking a ton of shots. He's not going to obviously get those shots here. But like, he'd be 0 for 10 one game. And then he, you know, and then he'd go 10 for his next, 10 for his next 10. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the kind of guy that he, just the kind of player that he is. Well, those are the kind of players that Lakers need because they're the ones that's going to get them wide open shots. And with Monk, and Reeves out there shooting the basketball because they don't see that basket without a hand in their face 80% of the time. Uh, but until people get wise and try not to leave them, then you get what you always wanted. You got AD going one-on-one. You got uh, Carmelo in the post going one-on-one. You got LeBron. So you got some, some things that really make the defenses have to uh, worry about through the course of a game. But uh, again, back to our rotation question. I think the Lakers are going to figure it out. They'll get it. Yes, there's many lineups. I think with their lineups that they can change, they can also change the style of play. You want to play fast? We'll get a little smaller and still be effective. You want to play half court? We can we can really play that because then you put AD and Howard or AD and DeAndre Jordan in the game is what they start with. Now they're huge. And the Lakers are going to cause a lot of people some problems. Yep, I agree. What was your next topic? Sorry, I forgot about it. Next topic, AD, Dwight Howard skirmish. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro college football actions this season. With a new updated site, interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Next topic, AD Dwight Howard skirmish. We saw that come into foreplay uh, in, the, in the Phoenix game. And I think it was because, and you know what? I loved it. I actually enjoyed that because you have to have those kind of things going on in the team. Usually that happens in practice out of the, out of the eyes of the public. That's Usually the it happens in practice. You'll get it. The guys wash it, get it clean. And you know what? It's kind of good that it happened on national TV because again, it gave people something to think about, but you know what? AD and uh, again, I know what happened, but I'm not going to disclose what happened. AD went and checked Howard and I like the way that it happened. The players kind of got in there. But again, it was a matter of him asserting his role because I think as AD's gotten better, and especially after last year's debacle he had going into the playoffs and then getting injured, I think he's setting himself up because he knows one day LeBron's going to leave and he's going to have to take over as the leader of the team. Your thoughts? So, number one, you know, yes, you know, and I know from having covered NBA teams before, like this stuff happens all the time. To your point, it doesn't happen a lot. You know, it, it happens, but not as often in games. I think people, fans, they misconstrue what the idea of chemistry is. Like, you're, you're a family in a locker room. You are going to fight. You are going to disagree with each other. You want that. You don't want people that always get along and don't disagree with each other. So, like, chemistry, I think we have this feeling of, like, it's, oh, these guys like each other and they're always getting along. No, no. Really good teams do that because you've got – hard ass personalities that are going to get, you know, that are going to butt heads from time to time. And you want, and you want Anthony Davis holding his guys accountable and his guys are the big guys. You want him holding that front court responsible. And, and you're exactly right. It, it seemed like he's been more tentative, a little bit more passive. So him taking on a more vocal leadership role is exactly it. And you know what? That, that will make their relationship stronger because you fight, you probably, maybe there's a little bit of drama, but after that, it's like, all right, we said our thing, that's it. And now it's all out there and, and now we can move on. Um, but it was just, it, the timing of it, that's I right. think was so perfect. Oh, the timing of it was so perfect. Cause it was like, they start Oh, and two. And you know, it's like, Oh God, the Lakers are going to be horrible. Here it is blowing it up. And it's like, no, no, not at all. No, you know what? Uh, people saw it as drama in La La Land. I love that because that's what it's about. I remember the times that, you know, we get ready to play the Celtics and we were practicing a uh, regular season game. And, you know, we had a week of practice and uh, for that particular game, the one before that magic came at me and like, Coop, you're supposed to be a defensive player then fucking guard somebody. Right. You know, and I went at him, E, you got to play defense, you know, so you have that back and forth. But it's, again, it's like you said, holding each other accountable for your actions out on the court. Uh, you kiss and make up, and then you go on and move forward. And I think that's the reason. And looking at it from that game until last night's game, AD was a monster, man. Came and played big, took two very hard spills. Thought his lead was injured on one, went up to dunk. The guy blocked it, fell on his back. But you know what? He got up and continued to play and led the team because LeBron wasn't there and led the Lakers to a victory. Yeah, I mean, look at where they were when LeBron 
in the past when LeBron hasn't played versus where they are now. Like watching the game last night, it's like, yeah, this is like a legit without LeBron, this is a legit NBA team. You know, yeah. like it it just goes to show you the the versatility that they have with Russ, with Carmelo, with Anthony Davis, that like, yeah, they, they're in such better shape because LeBron, like he's going to have injury games. He's going to have rest games. This only heightens their ability to win games in the absence of LeBron, which is what they need because LeBron's old and played a lot of minutes in the playoffs and they need him to be at full capacity in the playoffs. And you know what? We haven't even talked about the guys that got sitting over there waiting to play. You got Kendrick Nunton, TNT. You got almost another team sitting over there. And that's what I said. Coach Vogel's going to have a fun time trying to incorporate all these players into the system and get you a solid team to go out there. And again, you can play different people, different styles of play. Well, and that's, I mean, at this point, you know, we had Golden State that changed the dynamic of style of play for a while, played small ball. You know, we talked about the Lakers when they won their championship at the bubble. It was an homage to old, you know, big basketball. You know, that it's cyclical. It goes around and around. It wasn't going to always be small ball forever. But when you can blend those two styles, and we've talked about some of these effective lineups where you basically have four guards and, and Anthony Davis or four guards and Dwight Howard, but then also you can play big the way they did in the bubble. Yeah, that to me, I agree with you. I, you know, I don't know that I'm ready to say Lake. I mean, I, you're always saying Lakers are the, the favorites to win the championship. But when you can play multiple styles like that, because it's basically like in the, in the playoffs, you know, the regular season, there's no, there's no scouting. You're just playing games and, and you're out there. In the playoffs, you scout and you're, take, you're, you're exploiting other teams' weaknesses. And when you can play different styles, be like, well, what style do you want to play? You want to play big? We can play big. We'll beat you playing big. You want to play small? We can beat you playing small. That, it, too, not too many teams in the NBA can, can do that and be effective at it. And that's going to be the key. With all these players, you, you, Coach Vogel can get his team to the playoffs healthy because you don't have to put big numbers on the your big exactly three or right. big four every single night. Although Russ can handle the numbers. I think the wear and tear, I think Carmelo, you know, hadn't played a lot, a, a tremendous amount over the last two or three years. So if asked to play big numbers, I think he would be able to handle that, but for sure, AD uh, LeBron is going to need that low management word uh, that we hate to talk about uh, uh, through the course of the season. So now that we've talked about those two subjects, I'd like to talk a little bit about the teams in the West. And you know what, Ari, I look at this, the stats, I mean, the, uh, the conference, and you look at the Warriors 4-0, the Jazz 3-0, Mavericks, who I really can't stand, but you love them because you're, that's where you live. The Mavericks are... <laughs> but I grew up in Chicago. The Bulls are four, though, baby. They're well, the well, exactly. We're going to cover them on another show. I didn't want to get to them because by the time we have another show, they could have possibly lost five in a row. Yeah, and you're that's probably right. Starters anyway. But anyway, you're you right. got the Timberwolves that are two and one. The Nuggets, that's the team I had that was up there with Joker out now because, again, that knee injury, they're two and two. Look for them to sink a little bit lower than that. But again, this is early. Lakers sitting at number seven. The Clippers at number eight. Kings, Trailblazers, Spurs, Pelicans, all those guys are down there. It's going to be a fun season because I think everything's going to wash itself out in about 15 or 20 games. You think the Warriors are legit? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, like, are they I back to being the Warriors? Pardon me? Are they back to being the Warriors? No, they're not back to being the Warriors, but they're back to being the competitive Warriors. They won't be the Warriors until Klay Thompson stepped on that court. 
And once he steps on and if he's playing at least 90% of himself, that's when they'll be the Warriors. Because, again, you look at the Warriors, a very good active defensive team. Uh, I mean, them guys are all over the place. Coach Kerr got them moving like they were before. And it's always fun when your best player, Steph Curry, is held accountable on that defensive end. You see him playing defense. Now, they're the Warriors of of uh, year right after Clay of shooting that ball. Because, again, Steph Curry is in that zone again like he was three years ago where he, everything he threw up there was hitting nothing but net. And uh, they got some other people, that kid Booth, that Booth is that his name? I think one of the players is he's coming along. So they and watch Wiggins. 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 Wiggins is going to be the game for him last night. At the level exactly. So uh, Warriors are, are are a good team. Can they? Can the Lakers beat them in a seven game series? Yes, I think the Lakers are too big for them. Uh, are the Jazz a legitimate team? Well, we saw what happened with them after last year's debacle and them leading all. All of a sudden, they got beat by the Clippers. So. Again, Who's the second best I, team in the West? Right now. But weren't they the first best team in the West last year? No, no, no. I said, who, no, no, I said, who's the second best? In your opinion, who's the second best team in the West? Oh, the Lakers. Lakers no, second the best. best team in the West right now. Even second with best. their record, they're still the second best. They're, eventually, they're going to tell you they're going to be the number one team in the West. But you right the La- now, they're what? The Lakers are second best? In the league right now? Yes. I, this, I'm not looking at their record. I'm looking at the team and what, totally. how they're playing. Totally. Yeah, the second best team in the West is Jazz. Right. Okay. Three and zero. But okay. like, I'm going off of uh, what have you done for me lately? Nothing. They ain't done nothing. They're three and zero. So what? Okay, let's play somebody. All right. And Wait, again, I'm, con- it's early. I'm confused, Coop. Who do you think is the second best team in the West? Regardless, the of- Lakers. The Lakers are the second best team in the West at two and two to me. Who's the? And you think the Jazz the best? The Jazz right now. If you're going off the record, not record. Forget record. Okay. There's four yeah. games. Okay, four games. Lakers are the second best team in the West to be right now. It, it, despite the way they played, they, you expected that they were going to have some flaws because they got a bunch of new guys. The Warriors right now are head and shoulders the best in the West right now. Mm. Okay, and that goes with their record and the way they're playing. <laughs> These guys came and uh, beat L.A. at home, and then the Clippers came up there and got beat too. So you got to give them that. Right yeah. now with the standings, they have Utah, Dallas, the Grizzlies. And I think, again, once the Lakers get in tune, they're going to beat all of that. They're going to they're gonna destroy all of that because the teams are not big enough to deal with the Lakers and their ability to play different styles of play. Who do you see as the best team in the West? Second best team. Yeah, I mean, so the Warriors are intriguing because, like you said, they, they still don't have Clay and they're 4-0. And they're, I mean, like Steph Curry is out to prove we're, you know, we're still the best, but I, I like how difficult is it f- to come back after being gone that long for clay? Like, I, I have no doubt he's going to get back to being a great player, but I guess I I'm just waiting to see it first because but, all right. That's why I said, if he can come back to 90%, because yeah. the type of injury he has requires uh, movement, his jump shot, that Achilles injury is tough to come off of. You can, there've been players that's done it. Uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, you can, you can come back, but will you be that player before that injury? I don't think he'll be that player. So if he can come back 85 or 90, they're still going to be a very difficult team to beat. And like, how long does it take to like, just forget about all that stuff, just to like get back to being in the right shape to play in an NBA game, because you can't, you can't like practice that, you know, there's nothing you can do to get you in shape other than playing games. Right. Yeah, that's it. And, but 
I've never had an Achilles injury and I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, but again, I, I've talked to people that have had that injury, Dominique. Uh, that's a tough one to come back because your shooting starts from your feet. You know, you got to have that flexibility and that range of motion in your ankles and in your feet. And then the shot goes through your body all the way to your fingertips and then it goes back through. So, uh, I mean, uh, Clay has the money to get the best. So I'm pretty sure his rehab is going along extremely well. I talked to Michael Thompson a little bit. He won't give me too much because he thinks I'm prying. He's like, Coop, you're not with the media, are you? I said, no, Mike, I truly care. I remember the guy when he was five years old growing up. Now, so he'll give me just tidbits. But from what Mike is saying, his rehabbing is coming along great. At least Clay is back out on the floor. And I like the way the Warriors are working him. They're bringing him along slow. Don't just throw him out there because he thinks he feels good. Just mm-hmm. throw him out there when you feel good about him feeling good with the team. I would say the top four teams, regardless of, and obviously the records are probably pretty close here, but I just think the top four teams of the West are probably the Jazz, Nuggets, Lakers, and Warriors. In no particular order. In no particular order. Those probably those four teams. See, I take the Nuggets out of that. I give it to Memphis. I like Memphis. Memphis is a team. Uh, Memphis is, is, I mean, they showed me something the other night now. Uh, that kid Morant can play. Yeah, oh, yeah. When they started that game, he made two uh, – Three bad errors almost in a row. He jumped in the air and got caught and ended up throwing two of them away. Uh, one he threw to his teammate because the shot clock was running out. If he can curb that, that that ability in him to where he wants to get in the air and, you know, at the last minute try to find somebody. And when he did that, the Lakers were able to go two turnovers. They came back, and that's when they made their run on him. But that kid can play. That team got a lot of energy, man. Uh, they got a, a system, their offensive system that works extremely well for them. And I think so to me, Memphis is the fourth best team. I think with Joker out, you're going to really see what this team is about. Mm-hmm. Again, I hope he's not out too long because for me, the NBA is only fun when your stars are out there on the floor and you can really see what teams are made about. I, you know, I actually like San Antonio. I like the, what he has there. Are they a winning team? They'll win some games. They're not close to winning a championship but they'll win some games and they're going to make it interesting for people to come there and play them and on the road. Cause with them young kids and the legs, they get up and down the floor. And I'm assuming Jamal Murray's going to be back this year, right? Jamal Murray's coming back at some point, right? Well, they say at some point, but now you got both your stars out and Joker's never been out. And he is the focal point of their offense. He's yeah. the one that brings the ball up the floor. Sometimes he's the assist guy. He's a rebound guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy gets easy baskets. They're going to miss that. And I think for, for me, they're going to fall off, but even with Joker there, and let's say Murray comes back later on. I still think that uh, Memphis is the fourth best best team in the mm-hmm. league at the West. Interesting. So, so, all right. What else we want to talk about? Uh, we talk about chemistry, the Lakers. We can go all day long with the Lakers because that's what I love. I can't wait till the Lakers see the Boston Celtics to really whoop their ass because the Celtics are garbage this year. Watching them play. Let me ask you something. Has the East caught up to the West? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I think who won the championship last year, Coop? Say that again. Who won the championship last year? Who won the championship? Yeah. That's the one team. I don't think I, I um no, I think right now, yeah, you gotta give Milwaukee a, a head and shoulders above everybody. If they were to play the Lakers, I think they would lose. Pardon me? How about Brooklyn? Brooklyn without Kyrie is just another team, man. They're average. I watched them. Now you're going to really put a lot on Durant to do what he does. And I I think they're a team that's kind of lost. I was liking the Sixers until the Ben Simmons issue broke out. Now they're just a a dismantled team. 
Now, there's no team in the East that can beat the Lakers or Golden State. Milwaukee's the only team, and for some reason, Milwaukee gets beat. The championship is coming back out west where it belongs and where it's going to always belong. <laughs> That's my thoughts, okay? You know what? Uh, Milwaukee is on a mission. And again, like I said, we'll get into them on another segment, but I'm going to say this about that team. They are really looking good, man. And uh, they have to play good team basketball, which they're doing. I think their defense is amped up even more. Uh, and I just hope, and I knock on wood for any team, that, that no injuries come up on that team because it will be nice to see two healthy teams from the East and the West, which will be Milwaukee and which will be the Lakers, play with everybody healthy and, and you get a good NBA Finals. We also got... The two, uh, the two L.A. kids, the Ball brothers, they're tearing it up in the East. Lonzo in Chicago and LaMelo now in Charlotte. Man, LaMelo is incredible. Have you watched you watch him play much? Yeah, I, I like him. And my, my question is, how you let your little brother be better than you? That's my, <laughs> <laughs> my question. But you know what? Both of those kids can play. And I think uh, uh, Lonzo in Chicago, that's a good, a good fit for him. I think it's a new uh, beginning, a uh, new team. He's not looked on to do a lot over there. I think, uh, uh, what's the kid, Zach? The, yeah, Zach Levine. They've got Zach some Levine. DeMar, another L.A. guy, DeMar DeRozan. It takes a lot of pressure off of him, and he can just kind of like settle down and be the player that he wants to be. A facilitator, score when he has to, but he's not asked to do a lot. Now, his brother down in Charlotte, that kid there, if they ever get some talent around him, yep. they're going to blow up because he is the ideal fit for that situation uh he, he's a showman he's gonna come out and entertain you and uh i wonder how i would do if i had to guard him i'd lock his ass up that's what i would do what you talking about Coop? come on man pat my own self on my back nobody else is doing it lately <laughs> mj finally got a pick right good for him uh, what mj finally got a pick right good for him <laughs> And you know what, Mike is slowly but surely putting that team together. He's understanding how it works now. But no, uh, those are teams. But we'll get into the East next next segment. Uh, all right, that's it for Showtime with Coop. Uh, anything you want to say, Ari? No, man, you're the best. Um, we, uh, I, I'm excited the NBA season is here. It, it feels like a return to normalcy. You know, we had the bubble last year. There weren't fans. So now fans are back. Like it just feels, feels good to be back to normal. And I wish everybody would just adhere to what we got to do or your beliefs and not push anything on. But I really wish Kyrie would come on and play, man. Because again, you're missing a great player uh, that could really add, he adds that luster to the NBA. And he's a player that I enjoy watching. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, but again, you know, he has to do what he, what's best for him. But yeah, I'm with you, Ari. The NBA is back in full effect. I'm uh, uh, I rushed to get home now to see TNT because I love Charles Barkley. I love listening to him. He's almost like me. He's a liar at times. We both think we know more than we do. And we're calling things wrong. <laughs> and uh, people don't let it get out of the way. Kenny and, and Shaq, Shaq, Shaq stays on top of him. Keep him right, Shaq. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, man. It's, it's good. Now you got something to watch on TV. Uh, baseball is coming to an end. The Dodgers didn't get there, but you know what? Hey, I'm, uh, I'm loving everything now, especially that the NBA is back. So oh, yeah. there you have it. Another episode in the can. All right. And I promise you this. I finally got Jerry West and we're going to have him. All we're trying to do is get the day down next week. Nice. We're going to get the logo. We're going to get the kid from Cabin Creek. 
We're going to get uh, Mr. Clutch. We're going to get one of the greatest GMs that's ever participated in this game of basketball on setting several teams up to win championships. Mr. Jerry West will be with us at some point next week. I'm going to get him in here. We're going to get him in there. He's going to give us some time, and we're going to ask him some real serious questions. I think he's the greatest GM in any sport ever, without a doubt. Okay. There you have it, Ari. Another one. Always a pleasure, my brother. And to the fans out there, keep listening. Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS. This time you got it all from Michael Cooper himself, baby. All the BS you can handle. See you next time. 